Welcome to the Live in Everett podcast, where we explore good things in Everett, Washington. My name is Garrett Hunt. And I'm Tyler Chisholm. And I'm producer Henry J. <laughs> Tyler said something very funny and possibly inappropriate before we started T- Tyler's recording. in a mood today. He's excited to be back. <laughs> oh, man. Afternoon coffee. <clears throat> I've had nothing but coffee and granola bars oh, all day wow. today, so I'm, yeah. I'm a little loopy as well. Well, thank you listeners for joining us on episode number 136 the penultimate podcast the penultimate podcast i don't want to talk about it um but i do want to talk about what's going to be on today's podcast which we're going to share some events from our weekly goodness then we're going to talk about our favorite things to do in the great indoors for our lives in everett section and then we'll have our final interview on the podcast we'll talk to local activist and musician and scythe lawnmower man comrade doug evans <laughs> we love doug so much we do we do burn on doug a lot but it's because he truly is one of the best people on the planet anyway let's jump into the podcast all right guys let's talk about our lives in everett uh i've been living in everett you guys been living in everett yeah here and there cool cool all right well garrett uh put this article out on the blog about the, um, the great indoors, the great indoors, things to do after it gets dark at 4 p.m. And yes. it was a really, really popular blog post. Yeah, I think it's just the right time of year. You know, it's it's. Uh, I mean, even right now, it's what just after four, and it's like pitch black outside. <laughs> I know, totally. <laughs> it's just crazy time of year. Totally. And I'm. What about you guys? Do you guys get seasonal affective disorder? Yes, heavily. Although I don't have a sad light like you do. <laughs> I just I'm, deal with it. <laughs> I don't know if I would use the word disorder, but uh, I notice it. Why you're afraid to use the word disorder? You're not comfortable talking about <laughs> mental health stuff. No, I'm just saying I I have not been diagnosed personally, but uh, oh, I self-diagnose everything. Everything I have, I self-diagnose. Well, WebMD, yeah, WebMD Web actually diagnoses <laughs> me. Uh, I take vitamin D this time of year. Okay. 10,000 I use. Wow. Yeah. I go hard on the vitamin D. Sounds like a lot. And I have the sad light and I read articles about, um, Oh, what was you were talking about? It's like the Scandinavian word. Yeah. Huga. Yeah. Huga. It's spelled like H Y G G E, but it's basically like the Scandinavian way of just embracing the darkness as like a cozy time of year and just getting cozy. So I'll tell you, after I get off of work, and then I swear, I swear, guys, we're going to talk about the great indoors and what we like to do. But before we talk about that, when I get home from work, the first thing I do, I kick off my shoes. I go to my dresser. I slowly undo my pants, take them off, (laughs) and then I put on some sweats. (laughs) And it's a great routine. You should try it. (laughs) I will say, I never gave Uggs... A second look until oh. so I got a pair last year. <laughs> oh, yeah. And they're super comfortable. That's Dude. like my thing when I get home. Congratulations. Like, I like it. Yeah. I've got some nice slippers too. I invested in some. They're not Uggs. Not quite that nice. I was at Anthropology over the weekend. I went down to Portland. We stopped at Anthropology and they have a blanket there that feels softer than my cat. And it's like a $200 blanket. We didn't buy it, but we almost bought it because it was so cozy. But just the fact that I even like think about that at this point in my life, that this thing is so comfortable and I want to be that comfortable. I might buy this. I know. (laughs) I know. I am. I I bought some uh, Japanese house slippers from Uniqlo. Oh, nice. Like the really wide ones. Oh, cool. And I look like an idiot walking around in it, but I love them. (laughs) Like moon shoes? (laughs) Yeah. They're a little moon shoe-ish, I must say. But yeah, that's that's my cozy time. My, what is it called? Huayra? Huga. Huga. I think a Huayra is a, uh, (laughs) is a supercar. Yeah, probably. Okay, lives in Everett, great indoors. What are your guys' favorite things to do on the indoors? Cry. Come on. Garrett, what's yours? <laughs> that's what that's what you said the other day that's, in the meeting, yeah, I too, know, Henry. I, I almost put that in the article. <laughs> I'm just going to make that one of the points. Number seven, cry. <laughs> um, you, you know what I really want to do, I haven't done in a while, is go bowling. That's what I was like right in this guide, you know, thinking about stuff. And, uh, and then... Doug, ironically, yeah. I, I believe it commented on Facebook saying how I think Evergreen Lane still has like bowling for a dollar twenty five on Thursday nights or something like that. Yeah, and I think they have like fifty cent hot dogs and all that stuff. So does Glacier Lanes. Okay, yeah, which yeah. is where I like to go. Yeah, it's been. Gosh, I can't remember the last time I went bowling. I feel like it's been a good couple of years. I prefer Glacier to Evergreen. 
I prefer the carpet at Evergreen, but I prefer the vibe at Glacier. <laughs> I like Glacier Evergreen because... Evergreen has the arcade. That's my, true. My friend's mom works at the bar, so it's always nice to see her. Nice. And then, um, yeah, just they got Rainier in a bottle. And that's your stuff. Mm. That's the stuff right there. I think Evergreen Lanes also has the Impossible Burger. I've heard that Ooh, they have okay, Impossible okay. Burgers there, which is pretty cool for the bowling alley to have the Impossible Burger. I've heard that Evergreen Lanes, their food is really good there. Interesting. Movie interestant. Perhaps a Live in Everett TV episode. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's where we should go tomorrow night. Maybe we should. Have, uh, our, our official meeting over at the, uh, the bowling alley. It's going to be hard to get any work done over throwing bo- throwing stones. Is that what they say in the Big Lebowski? <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Tyler? What, other than putting your sweatpants on, anything else you like to do after <laughs> it gets dark out? So <clears throat> now that I'm a vegetarian that eats healthy and uh, doesn't really drink anymore, I really enjoy Netflix, <laughs> but if I'm going to, how original, if I'm going to leave the house, um, I like to go to cafe zippy. Uh, it's in my neighborhood. I really like the new location. I like to get a cup of tea, uh, and a book or an audio book cause it's 2019 and it counts as reading, uh, sit and, um, just chill there. Um, if you are a partaker <clears throat> of adult beverages, they have a new wine shop in Cafe Zippy, which is pretty cool. Uh, it's called Sea Vines. I also love the Shack Art Center, and you, it's free, you know? Uh, most of the time, it's free, unless they have like a really big thing like Chuck Close uh, come through. But um, I love just going to the Shack and spending an hour or so just looking at the art and yeah, the talking to the amazing. fine folks there. I do not go in there enough. Even though it's right across the street. I know. <laughs> walk <laughs> walk by way. every day. Yep. And every time I go in there, I'm just like, oh my goodness, why don't I come in here more? <laughs> I found myself cooking a lot more mm. nowadays. Like like probably after this, I'm going to go straight to the grocery store. I'm going to buy some stuff and I'm probably going to make curry tonight. Oh, nice. So Yeah, I was going to make curry last night, but I like, didn't have... Did you have the cube? You get the cubes? Are you no, making from scratch? No, no, curry cubes. You got to oh, get the oh. Mayploy stuff from the Evergreen Market. It's the paste. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. that's the jam. Don't I, mess with the cubes. I man. get the, oh, I forgot the, the brand name, but everybody, the golden curry stuff. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I just get that. Yeah, you got to get the paste. Mayploy. All right. That's what you want. Okay. There you go. Curry <laughs> tips. Curry tips right so, here. So, uh, yeah, more ideas for things to do after it gets dark on these... Uh, fall days you can go check out the post on the blog one other thing you had something one other thing is i think exercising this time of year going to the y body and brain yoga something like that that is a great way to uh cure the sads is to exercise in the evening um especially like the y where you often run into neighbors and it's like a social event too too bad the y is closed temporarily temporarily it's, it's about to reopen you know i <laughs> but know for right now if you're looking if you're looking to start today you can you gotta wait a little bit well nobody's gonna hear this and be like i'm gonna go to the y right now do you do you have you forgotten <laughs> the how, hundreds of thousands of people that are listening yes right now? you're right and how uh, you know influential this outlet is. broadly speaking i would just say exercise there you good. go <laughs> this time so of year. Other new stuff on the blog. Last week, uh, Linda wrote a piece about the new tea house in Everett, Rabbit's Pantry, over on Colby, which is pretty cool because I think it's about the only tea house we have in Everett. Uh, Peroshki and Crepes has tons of teas down in the south end. And Turkish coffee. And Turkish coffee. Yeah, they got some cool stuff going on there. But, uh, you know, I'm not a big tea drinker myself, but uh, I, th- I thought that was pretty neat. Yeah, I like seeing more new things coming to town. Uh that, that we don't really have many options for. So that's, that's pretty neat. You're working uh, on some stuff with Prime Fades. Yes, my final article for Live and Ever, it's going to be about Prime Fades and how they have uh, a boutique shoe yeah. store in the window. I used to get my hair cut there from Jacob um, before I started going that's to Joel. That's I interviewed him and Gavin, I believe. What's up with the shoes? So the shoes, the whole how the whole thing started was... Uh, I believe his name is Gavin, and Gavin was a client of Jacobs, who owns Prime Fades. And after over the course of a year, they just started talking, and Gavin's a big shoe sneakerhead, and so he was like, "I could come in and sell my shoes." And um, 
you know, you can do haircuts and we'll kind of have like a micro business within a business. And that's how it started. And it makes sense because, you know, haircuts, you get a fresh haircut, you get a fresh pair of sneaks, you're feeling good. Top to bottom. Are they, are they new or gently used? They, some of them are gently used. Some of them are dead stock, like old shoes. Um, but all of them are very collectible. A lot of Jordans, a lot of cool Nike SBs. There's a pair of Yeezys in the window. Oh, really? The boost? Yeah, the boost. Um, yeah, just like really, if you're a sneakerhead, like go check it out because there's some really, really cool shoes on that wall. That's cool. You've kind of got me into sneakers. I got to say, I appreciate that. You got the kill shots. Yeah. Nike kill shots. <laughs> Two of them. I've got the blue <laughs> and the red. Now I want the green. <laughs> okay. I was going to say they have some new colors. I know. You know what? I they, He had wrong color, but right shoe, pair of uh, Griffies, Griffy Max 1s. Hmm. I want the black and fresh water. So if anybody's got those and wants to give me a nice <laughs> uh, Christmas present, I'm a size 10 and a half. Nice. There you go. I have one of those shoes since 95. So hook me up. <laughs> so, so yeah, uh, uh, to close on that fantastic shop, they're doing some really cool stuff there. It's beautiful in there. Very bright, extremely clean. Everybody's, you know, stations are very meticulously thought out and there's a lot of, I don't know, there's a lot of like Everett culture in there too. They got Funko Pops, they got all sorts of cool stuff in there. So it really feels nice. like a part of downtown in the neighborhood. Very cool. And your article on that will be coming out next week. Next week. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So one last thing for the Life in Everett section, uh, got a message on Instagram the other day. I wanted to ask to you two guys, because you guys are music people. Sure. Uh, Jesse James Snowden from Instagram asks... That's a fake name. Fake name from Instagram asks, (laughs) what are the steps in Everett to busk? Do you guys know? It's a great question. You know, we were just having a conversation about that at the city of Everett, and we didn't know, so we had to look into it. (laughs) I remember... Okay, so I remember there was a fisherman's village where RC had to... He had buskers out on the street and like on Colby. Yeah, I remember that. And I I feel like you need to get a permit or something. It's not like you can just set up shop. Permit, and if you're going to be doing business for money, you technically need a City of Everett business license, but they're very reasonable. Um, And they're like 10 bucks for like a year or something. It's changed... um, that's what it used to be. And that was mm-hmm. a sweet deal, but it's changed. I think, it, I think they're 80 bucks now. Um, but that's a great question. We should get that definitively answered because there's differing opinions within the city too, about exactly how, uh, busking should happen. And I will say that, uh, I don't want to, I want to be careful speaking on behalf of the mayor here, but as I've worked for the city of Everett, one thing I'm very delighted in learning is, um, particularly the mayor's, um, desire to really get behind young grassroots art. And so that's how the conversation about busking came up. And the conversation is basically like, how do we make this easier for people? Yeah. That was what I was going to say. It was like, make it more streamlined. It would be really cool. Like every, for some reason the city has this really weird and I'm sure it's from decades ago, but like, it's really weird to like do anything on a street. Like it's really hard to sell food until recently. It's very hard to like set up shop and play music, like all that stuff that kind of makes a downtown vibrant. It's hard to do. Yeah. So, which I'm <clears throat> sure is laws and stuff from eons ago, but now it's time I think to open those up again and take a look at them. And you know what? Um, who's doing really pushing for what you're describing is uh, like placemaking. You know, making yes, like these placemaking act. Activities or these placemaking measures. Um, you know who's great at that? Dan Ernesty. Yeah. I knew it. My Dan, guy. Our best friend, Dan Ernesty. And it's weird saying that now because he's also my boss. <laughs> Do you want to... We, we haven't told this on the podcast yet about yeah, what you're doing. Yeah, you should probably share about your new, <clears throat> your new role here. Yeah, I'm employed by the city of Everett now. I guess cat's out of the bag. About two and a half weeks ago, I started a new position there working on... Uh, events and tourism. I'm on the communications team up in the uh, mayor's office and it's new. I haven't been employed by anyone else in almost a decade. Um, but I will say that, um, if I was going to go and work anywhere that I would want it to be working for the city of Everett, you know, I've been, um, when I'm not doing live in Everett and we're working on a Milltown creative, which is our creative agency. Uh, a lot of my work has been Snohomish County 
uh, tourism. So focused on the whole county. And I have loved that work and been so grateful to have that work and have gone through the last two years of that. But being back focused solely on the city of Everett, I'm like really loving it, really delighted. So that's new. And I'm at the city. Write me. Uh, my email is uh, H-O-T-H-U-N-K <laughs> at geocities.org. <laughs> <laughs> That's where people can send their fan mail. God, I hope Dan's not listening. <laughs> you know oh, that Dan you know listens to every episode, man. I know, I know. Oh, but but he listens on like what double speed or whatever, so he probably won't. He's notice. very efficient. Does he really listen to us on double speed? I don't. I, I don't think so. I think he said it was either like one point five or two Oof. times or something. Man, that's rough. <laughs> Dan is such a philosopher. So how's your life in Everett? Drop us a line through social media or leave us a voicemail, 425-341-3731. So let's take a look at some events happening around Everett from the Weekly Goodness, a weekly email newsletter we send out every single Monday. So uh, who wants to kick us off with their event pick of the week? I'll go first. All right, Tyler, what you got? As I was mentioning earlier about the city's desire to... Um, really foster relationships and, and encourage and empower young grassroots artists. I'm going to attend Everett Art Walk in downtown Everett Thursday evening at 6 p.m. Uh, rumor has it that eventually City Hall may start to participate in Everett Art Walk. Oh. So don't quote me on it. Hope I don't get fired for I got some cool art in there. Um, it would involve some kind of remodeling of the um, city hall lobby someday, hmm. um, kind of set it up as a gallery. They have like a huge like map or something up on the wall by the elevators, right? Yeah, it's an old painting, a really cool old painting. This would be kind of like where the payphone and stuff is. <laughs> yeah, wait, wait, there's wait, a, wait, there's wait. a you payphone. Guys you guys aren't talking about getting rid of the payphone now, are you? No, those things aren't short, no, su- those, we're not. Those aren't short <laughs> supply. Yeah, they're hard to come by. How they're, much do you think it costs to make a, a call on a payphone? That's it's got to be like a couple of bucks now, right? That's a good question. I um, they have card readers. Like, who no, it quarters? doesn't have a card reader, but it does have a phone book attached to it, which is pretty cool. Uh, somebody probably ripped it off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, sorry. Yeah, Everett Art Walk, um, Thursday at 6 p.m., and you can get the information on participating Art Walk businesses uh, on our website, liveinever.com. What you got, Henry? Well, I think I'm going to go to the holiday exhibit the opening reception, if they'll let me in, uh, at the Shack Art Center. They're going to have a bunch of glass and pottery works from over 70 local artists, as well as works from the Colored Pencil Society of America, which I had no idea existed. Oh, you didn't? Until I wrote that copy. You're not a CPS member? No, I'm not. (laughs) Not yet, but maybe I'll sign up while I'm there. My mom always used to say they're going to call CPS on us, and I thought that they would be uh, talking about the Colored Pencil Pencil Society. (laughs) It's always fun to go to the shack. They had that amazing uh, glass, blown glass uh, exhibit a couple of weeks ago, and it was just phenomenal. So I'm excited to see what the holiday stuff looks like. I went in there when they were setting up for it, and it looked pretty pretty cool awesome well it's thursday at 5 p.m it is free so i answer my own question <laughs> very nice <laughs> yeah i'll be there i don't know maybe we'll uh we'll look at stuff together we'll comment about the arts garrett what do you have uh this saturday 11 a.m at the scuttlebutt tap room there's going to be baby goats and uh, you can enjoy a pint while petting some nigerian dwarf goats uh nigerian dwarf goat Kids. Yes, kids. Kids are the name of baby goats. They're called kids. Really? Yep. Oh, I learn something new every day. A kid, and it is a kid-friendly event, fittingly so. It is. A lot of people don't know that about um, Scuttlebutt Tap Room. Is that it's an all-ages space? That is one of my. Unless they're throwing a show. We've done this podcast for a hundred and thirty-six episodes, and you still have your ringer on. Anyway, sorry. I think that was me. Sorry. Was Maybe that you? We'll it was Tyler. We'll assume it was Tyler. <laughs> I'm sorry. But uh, I yeah, did, that's one I of did my... just get a text, but I don't think it's me. Oh, uh, probably was you. Uh... Yeah, that's that's one of my favorite things about breweries. And, and don't ask me why the law works this way; it doesn't make any sense to me. But yeah, breweries are all ages, and uh, so I love that about Scuttlebutt Tap Room, uh, at large, all of them. Super super convenient for us uh, parental folk. 
So it's Saturday at 11 a.m.? Saturday at 11 a.m. Always. Saturday at 11 a.m. at a brewery. Wow. They got root beer. To be 20 again. 21 again. (laughs) All right. (laughs) That's what we picked out for this week. For more details and to get the weekly goodness sent to your inbox every Monday, just go to liveinever.com slash subscribe, and we'll be right back with our interview with Doug Evans. All right. It's just me it's just henry j interviewing our final guest on the podcast um i've known this person for a long time now i would say probably like three or four years it's doug evans doug is an activist also a musician also uh what else do you do what else what else can i say oh i feel like i have my hands in a lot of pots you do Um, you do so much and it's honestly it's very uh inspiring to me because you are a Older millennial, would uh, you say? 30 years old, so I think I'm, yeah, at the, at the top end of it. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, an older millennial, very much into politics. Yeah. At the local level, which you don't see. And, you know, I feel that it's inspiring, and I, I've wanted you on this podcast for years. I've heard a couple shout-outs. <laughs> right. And it's finally happened. We had your partner, Gabby, on. We're for midwifery. You guys yeah. are still together, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, she's amazing. She's... Uh, <laughs> I know that she's going to listen. <laughs> yeah, she's uh, she's got her midwifery practice, Bayside Birth. Um, so uh, if you are pregnant or want to know more about pregnancy, uh, she is your lady. Yep. And she was on, I don't remember what episode it was, but a fantastic interview. She was so much fun to interview and a great person too. So. Yeah, she's she's really cool. It's, uh, it's intimidating. It, that's why I do all these things, um, <laughs> just to try to keep up. <laughs> Winning points. Doug Evans winning points right here on the second to last episode of the Live Ever podcast. So let's start at the beginning before we get into the political stuff. Yeah. Um, I know that you're not from Everett. You moved here from Kentucky. Yeah. I moved here uh, in 2007, I think, from Kentucky. We've okay. been here for eight years now. Uh, and Everett just welcomed me in. Uh, it was terrifying, right? We moved here with nothing but the clothes on our back. Gabby wanted to go to school and I wanted to not live in Kentucky. So, uh, we, we packed up all of our stuff. Well, we got rid of most of our stuff then packed up the rest of it and traveled across the country and moved in with somebody that Gabby knew here. That's so cool. Yeah. And we just, we've been here ever since. So what, what part of Kentucky? Uh, we're from Lexington, uh, right in the middle of the state. That's a pretty metropolitan place. So, uh, it's, fairly you know they have a college they have a basketball team the whole city shuts down during basketball games i never got into basketball unfortunately which is embarrassing to say in front of you henry it's fine it's fine yeah i but, know i am the sporto jock what will live and ever do without the sporto jock i don't know i literally don't know uh but i feel like you would have been you would have loved kentucky because you could have gone out after games and burned couches because that's what lexingtonians do look just because i'm from new york doesn't mean that i like to loot and burn (laughs) couches because number one all the teams that i like suck so i have no idea what winning feels like and uh i probably wouldn't do that i'd probably cry if one of my team uh won something anything besides the sounders all the teams I like are garbage. I, I did. Let's see, go Knicks. Yeah. Let's speaking of basketball. Let's go Knicks. As of this recording, they're two and fifteen. Oh, nice. Yeah. Or something. I don't know what that means, but three and fifteen three means and that they suck. Okay. Let's. <laughs> we're, I'm going to start my sports podcast after I leave Live in Everett. So, well, this is a taste. Please have me on so I can not know anything, <laughs> but like really engage with it. Right. Right. <laughs> All right. So you move out here from Kentucky, and then you know when did you start getting involved? And have you always been involved in politics? Was this something that you were doing as a kid in Lexington? Yeah. So um, sort of embarrassingly enough, I, I, I shouldn't admit this, but hopefully it'll add some clarity and some balance to this. But I actually used to, uh, I was a Republican in Kentucky. Whoa. Oh, I know. I feel like, I don't know if I want you to publish that. <laughs> and I actually went out and uh, flag waved for, sign waved for Rand Paul, Wow. Who is our state senator in Kentucky. Um, and uh, it's it, it's definitely a, a hard spot in my heart here because it's definitely not where I land today. Where do you land today? So uh, everybody knows. Yeah. Just so everybody knows, I am an elected precinct committee officer for the 38th Legislative District Democrats. 
There so go. that's uh, hardcore. That, that is, it's a lot of, it's a lot to say. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to try and take party affiliation out of this interview as much as possible. And that's, I just want you, cause you do this at such a local level. I want to arm people who want to participate in politics yeah. with all of your knowledge, just to let the, the listeners know this isn't going to be like a, yeah. And I, I'm going to, I'm going to even do my best to, just to kind of bounce off that to, offer resources for folks just to get engaged in general because sure. while i might be part of a party uh, i want people involved because i think it's important in mm-hmm. general especially people our age yeah very important yeah so you're so you're waving around signs and, <laughs> and stuff for rand paul yep. in lexington kentucky yeah. this is fantastic i've never known this so you so you've always been involved You've always had an eye for... Yeah. So when I was a kid, my mom took me to one of those like bring your kids to vote days. And um, and I remember I was filling out my kid ballot and my I said, mom, who do I vote for? And she said, you should vote for whoever you think you should vote for. And of course, I'm a kid. I don't know anything at this point. So I'm like, I just like fill in a bubble because it's fun. Um, but I think that that sort of empowering language was really great in helping facilitate what where I wanted to be, I guess, in terms of politics. I don't know. And my mom has always been uh, really active in her political voice, not really active in politics, but she's, you know, she's always been uh, an active voter. And that was something she engaged with even before like the social media cycle where, you know, you're on, you know, yelling at the, at the other person or something like that. She just engaged with it and wanted to, wanted to know more in Kentucky. It's pretty inaccessible. So you only, so unlike Washington state, uh, we get, you have to show up on election day to a voter's booth and you have to show ID and you have to do all these other things that can make it really challenging to vote. Um, I asked my, uh, a family member back in Kentucky the other day, if they knew who their city council member was. And they said, I don't even know how you would know that. Um, and I just think that is a, it's sort of telling about where, where we get our information and how we get that information. Right. Right. Do you feel that Washington state has a pretty easy as far as voting? I feel like it's like, all you do is just check off some boxes and put the thing back in the, in the mailbox and you're good to go. Right. Yeah. You, you voted. It's you know? a, it's amazing. I actually brought back, um, a ballot and a voter's guide back to Kentucky to show my family. And I said, you all need to check this out. We don't have this in Kentucky. This is amazing. You need to see this. And I opened it up and everybody's like, well, how do you know if it's, if it's biased? How do you know who wrote it? And I said, the candidate themselves writes it and everything is just pre-populated by them. So it's like very accessible. I mean, nobody's writing in complicated language because if they did, nobody would vote for them. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. That's crazy to like put that into perspective. So you move out here and then it was it immediately like I'm going to get involved in politics in Everett? Yeah, no. Um I moved out here I became a dishwasher and where? Uh, at the Majestic Cafe. Nice. Yeah. Uh and I was working 12-hour days, 6 days a week. It was exhausting. I I don't think I could have cared about politics. And I and I think that's sort of part of the reason that I'm so engaged with it is because I realized that folks like myself in that position don't have access or the time or the energy to care or have access. So, um, yeah, I didn't get immediately acquainted with it. I actually, uh, through a series of promotions and job shifts and trying to figure out where I landed here, I ended up managing an apartment where I met, uh, Alex Lark, who has, I think contributed to live in Everett in some capacity. Maybe he's been on the show. I'm not. Yeah. Like three times or something through his various things that he does. Yeah. Alex Lark has been on this podcast more than any other guest, which is really weird. Yeah. I don't know how he pulled that off. I don't know. (laughs) But, uh, he, he's ran for city count. Alex Lark has ran for city council, county council. Um, and I remember he would come into the office when I worked at, uh, the arrow apartments. He'd gotten an apartment there. And we would just sit there and chat and we would talk about Battlestar Galactica and board games. And all of a sudden he was, he, he was like, are you, are you into politics? And I you know, I'm talking about Battlestar Galactica. Of course I'm into politics. There's tons of politics in that show. And, uh, he was like, oh, you should get involved. You can become a precinct committee officer. They're open positions. And I was like, what the heck does that even mean? And he said, you go put in your address, find out if there's a precinct committee officer in your area. And then go to your local party, ask them if you want to do it. Um, so I looked up my address, 
Well, I should clarify, Alex did all the heavy lifting here. He looked up my address and he got me, he pushed me into it. Truth be told, I think that's a a lot of the case for a lot of folks. I think people want, people need that push because it's, because it is inaccessible. So he pushed me into it. He said, Hey, here's how, here's how to do it. Show up at this meeting at this time. And you're a precinct committee officer now. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, you went right into the deep end. Yeah. Um, Um, that's, that's crazy. What, do you have any advice for people that's, that seems like it's a bit extreme to get into local politics to like meet somebody who's an actual politician and then like they try to, you know, get you, get you involved into it. Do you have any advice for people looking into getting into politics and Everett? Yeah. Um, there's, there's so many different political groups uh, and you can start on Facebook, um, which is a great place, right? Where, where you should have every political discussion ever yeah, only on Facebook, yeah, not face to face. Yeah, definitely do that. Yeah. And make sure that you say it with the snarkiest tones and, um, always make sure you're trolling people in the process. <laughs> It's the best. That's yeah. how things get done in this country. Anyway, yeah. sorry. Continue. Yeah. It, in, in, fa- in fact, it doesn't. There's a lot of people who think it does, and it really doesn't. At the end of the day, you have to, you have to show up. Yeah. Uh, vote or die, as Puff Daddy once said. Yeah. <laughs> once war. Sorry. Once war. Vote or I think, die. I think, isn't that New Hampshire's? Like, uh... That's live free or die. Oh, nice. Yeah. I had a New Hampshire live free or die t-shirt. Yeah. It's pretty badass. I have family that live up there. Quick story. And uh, the last time I was up in New England... We drove over the state line and you don't have to, it's like one of the only states where you don't have to wear seatbelts. So I took my seatbelt off and I was like, yeah, live free or die. And then I got like real scared 10 minutes later that I was going to die. And then I put my seatbelt back on because I was like, this is dumb. That is amazing. (laughs) That's yeah. Live free or die is New Hampshire. So yeah. How do do you get into, uh, in the, you go on Facebook and you can find all these different groups and things like that. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll, I'll start by saying I'm sure the Republicans have them, um, and I'm just not as aware of them. So, you know, I encourage you follow the follow the, the local elected officials who are Republicans. What about Pastafarians? Pastafarians, you might you might have some challenges finding them. Okay, but I bet they have a meetup group. Probably, like meetups a thing, right? Yeah, they probably meet up at the AFK. Oh, one hundred percent. Sorry, AFK Tavern, I love you yeah. so much. AFK, I've. I've frequented your business as as we're we're both pretty big geeks yeah. so yeah yeah i am i'm a tabletop game game player so and i'm a video game player yeah nerd, so nerd <laughs> so find who, whoever you want to get involved with just go to facebook and just like slide into some dms and yeah be like hey i'm new to this whole thing i want to come and support you could absolutely do that um i'd say that's probably like the lowest hanging fruit what what does your elected official what do they like um elected officials realize the the power of social media so most of them are engaged with it now they may not engage back with you specifically but they themselves are following a lot of things so they can follow trends because at the end of the day they're there to serve citizens so having an ear to the ground on what citizens want is exactly what they're doing by following you know advocacy and interest groups for whatever their advocacy or interest may be uh I'm trying to think there are a couple uh, environmentalist groups that I know uh, a lot of the politicians I follow also follow. Um, tra- transportation groups. Uh, there's, uh, all, there's also the, um, the community government, municipal government pages, right? You can find out what's going on. Uh, Mayor Cassie Franklin actually posts out pretty regularly uh, the uh, open commission seats. So that's, that's something you can do. You can show up and you can say, Hey, I'm interested in trees and I'm interested in tree cover. And there is a tree commission and you can find out how to be an active part of that. And there are people who've been doing this for years. So they're going to give you guidance. You're not going to be, you know, you're not going to be without guidance. Right. For sure. So, but you, you have taken it a step further from just like going to meetings like once a month or whatever you're like actively going into neighborhoods and canvassing and doorbelling and phone calling and doing all of this stuff when so you so you got your first taste and now you're hooked when did when you like start is that when you like you you've just found a a person running for office that you're just really connected with that's when you like take the next step and you're like okay i'm gonna go out on nights and weekends after work and just like walk in the rain and get yelled at by people all night like is that 
I feel like that takes a lot. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, I want to I want to clarify that I would say 90 98% of the people's doors that I knock on are kind people. That's good. I was afraid. Yeah. I mean, I, I love Everett, right? Everett is a beautiful place. But you never know. Yeah. So well, my, I think- my next question to you was like, how do you like, what are people like when you just show up at the front door and, and be like, hey, do you want to vote for this guy? Yeah, I, I think for the most part, people want to know what's going on. They want that broader context for the world they live in. Uh, I, I, I do want to clarify that we do tend to knock on people's doors who we know will resonate or may resonate with us in some capacity here. Right. There's, there's a lot of data on all of this stuff. And, and again, this is stuff I found out. I've been doing this for two years maybe. And I didn't realize all of the data that, that all of this, all of politics has involved with it. So but that's all coming from like social media and newsletters and email signups and all that stuff, right? Well, so, or is it every time you vote, uh, it actually goes to the auditor's office and right. then that information is basically bought by the parties so that they can sift it out, send it over to their, uh, to their candidates. The candidates have to either, um, get it through their local party or they have to purchase it themselves. So sometimes look, wow. So there's big data in, po- in politics. There's big data in politics. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it 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 can feel sometimes people will wonder how do you know my name or how do you how did you get my address or how did you how did you get all this information on me and uh, and I I always pull out my my app I have an app called uh, called minivan and then I can check off who has who's interested who didn't want to talk to me if they weren't home okay so this is it just populates and then you and then you go out based on this data and then you you yeah. talk to the people and then you're like oh like this guy wasn't home this guy deceased is one of them. This guy's dead. Yeah. Sure. That sucks <laughs> to get that. Yeah. I, um, I don't think I've ever gotten a deceased. That's good. I've gotten like, a, uh, like definitely I can get, I can infer that perhaps somebody had to, had died okay. when somebody shows up at the door and you kind of, you can kind of piece together some information. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. That's insane. So like when, when you so you take this step, I mean like, yeah, I feel like we got kind of deep in. So yeah, we can <laughs> no, we'll, okay. we'll zoom back out here. <laughs> so, I mean, how do you, how do you get involved that way? Is that like directly signing up to to be somebody like this? I feel like at the local, like you could do, do this for like a, a a presidential candidate. It's pretty easy. They have like forms and stuff online. Like if you want to go like call people for Bernie Sanders, it's pretty easy to do. Yeah, but I mean, on the on this level, the grassroots level, would you do like meet for coffee? So, <laughs> or like, yeah. So a candidate basically, um, you, you go to the, so maybe you'll go to, go to some local meetings and you'll find out who's running and then you'll feel like, oh man, that campaign seems important for whatever reason. And then you'll ask that candidate, can I support you? Or they'll say, Hey, will you support me? And then they'll say, here's some of the ways you can support me. Maybe that's phone banking for them. Maybe that's going out and knocking on doors. I like knocking on doors. I think phone banking is kind of boring. Yeah, yeah. Everybody thinks it's the better thing to do because it's like like less impact, uh, but I think it's so boring. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you know, you're calling people at dinner time, they get pissed. Yeah. Yeah. Know? Or I mean, I would or nobody answers their phone these days, so <laughs> That too, that too, that too. Yeah. Okay. Cool, cool. So, so like, uh, do you have any Oh, sorry. Go yeah. ahead. Do you have any Oh, yeah. So I was going to say you um uh you basically ask the candidate um, or they ask you how they, how you can get involved. And then you'll say, Hey, I'd love to, I'd love to go out and knock on doors for you. Um, I have this availability or they'll ask you what your availability is just like a job. So you're just dealing directly with the candidate at Pretty, this point. Local politics is, is not as big as it, I think as everybody thinks it is. Yeah. These candidates have a handful of volunteers um, at, at best. And they're, and they're begging whoever they can find, just groveling on their knees. Somebody <laughs> come, come out for me, so I can get, I can knock on all these doors. Um, we knocked on uh, when I was doing Alex Lark's campaign in 2016 as just as a volunteer. We knocked on, I think, something like 10,000 doors. Oh my god! But that was that was struggling to grab candidate, grab uh, volunteers. Right. Um, it was it was just it was a slog, and and politics is a slog because you're. You're essentially putting your resume in front of 10,000 people and saying, hey, what do you want to know more about me? And as somebody who's not the candidate, you have to say, the candidate will get back to you or you have to 
you have to start knowing about that candidate. Right, right. And that can be really challenging. So. Do, you have, do you have any crazy stories from being <sighs> out in the world? I feel like I, I, this one, you may have to edit this one off the radio. Okay, so okay, okay. We'll, we'll test this one. All right, all right, I'm ready. <laughs> so I, uh, I was up in the kind of Everett, Muckleteo border neighborhood. So pretty affluent neighborhood. Yes. And I knocked on this person's door. The This guy answers the door. He's really cordial. He, he's like, uh, I'm like, hey, I'm here. I'm, my name's Doug. I'm here to uh, knock on doors for this candidate. Uh you know, tell me if there's anything you'd like to know. And I hand him the literature. He looks at it and he says, is he a uh, liberal or conservative? And I said, he's a liberal. And he said, oh, no, thank you. And I thought, okay, you know, these things happen. And I thought, I mean, this happens all the time. So I just walked away from it. And then as I'm walking down the driveway, marking on the minivan app (laughs) that they are not interested, a woman opens the door and she says, hey, are you a Democrat? And I said, yes, ma'am. And she said, you're a baby killer. You're a baby killer. Never come back to my home again. Wow. I never want you back here. You're a baby killer. And just yelled at me at like for probably 30 seconds or something, which is a long time to yell at somebody. Yes. Especially in such a quiet neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, now that one may not be radio friendly. So no, that, I, we can do that one. That's <laughs> fine. I was afraid there's going to be nudity or something would happen, but yeah, I'd that's, s- that's pretty tame. Yeah. I feel. I'd say some of the, some of the other more like bizarre ones are people who, um, like I knock on their door, they open the door and then they come out and then close their door behind them, not knowing who I am. I think that's a really yeah, bold move. I've had that happen to me when I would deliver pizzas. When I was a pizza delivery boy, people would do that. I'm like, well, what? You, all right. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, I'm wearing the uniform carrying a pizza, but you're carrying nothing. I, I have, you're, I have you're a just, clipboard, yeah. but like, what does that mean? Right. You know? Yeah, that's so, <laughs> so great. That's, that is a bold move. Yeah. It's, for sure. It's a real risk. I would never take that risk. You know, I, I look through the peephole. Yeah. And, I, and then I crack my door and then I, you know. I'm heavily suspicious. I give them eyes and then, you know, then maybe I'll come out, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> so switching gears, um, is there anything else that you want to say about, about getting involved in politics? Anything that people should know before we move off the subject? Yeah. I, I think I'd want everybody to know that you can, you can go to city council meetings. There are open forums and you can learn more about the, about the political process at the city council meetings. They follow all of the standard rules. And you can find out the, the nuances. I, I think kind of to your point earlier, we talked about like, we we're joking about like arguments on Facebook. I think when you really see the nuance and the nitty gritty of what the city council members are actually digging into, you realize that it's a harder task and it's harder to mediate all the citizens' needs uh, to make sure that they're all addressed. And I know even as a rabble rouser, when I go in there and have something to say, I, I go in there knowing that there's a lot of challenges that they encounter, it doesn't stop me from do from saying what I need to say that I feel like is important. But I, I go in there with the understanding that it is a lot more nuanced um, regarding what they're digging into. So. Right. Well, you have to talk to a real person, which freaks a lot of internet trolls out, I feel. Yeah. You know, you're not behind a screen. You actually have to, to interact with real people. Yeah. So you... There's a lot more. I feel like people are a lot more cordial. I don't know about in today's age. Probably not. There's <laughs> in 2019. I'm sure there's people who just lay in. You know, they're so brainwashed or whatever. From yeah, I've been to a few city council meetings. For the most part, people are pretty cordial. Like they're pretty they'll, chill. Yeah, they'll 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 air their grievances. But like they, I think you're right. I think like when you get in front of a real live human being, it kind of changes the conversation a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There was a there was a candidate who ran who's a pretty uh, adversarial person, and uh, he he definitely rubbed some rubbed people the wrong way because uh, he spoke out loud like an internet troll. <laughs> oh, I know um, who it is. We won't say who it yeah, is. Though. Yeah, I won't say anything. Yeah, yeah, I think it's pretty easy to put two and two together on that one. May, perhaps. Well, I don't know. There may there was a couple of them. Oh, so. okay. okay. <laughs> so, why is politics important to you? Um, you know, so I, I grew up in poverty. Um, and when I moved out here, I was in poverty. Uh, and it, you know, uh, we, and I think we talked about this kind of before we started, you know, I, I think, I think when you come from a space of poverty, I think you realize how differently your voice is heard 
especially when you move out of that space. And you realize that not all of your peers who were in that space are moving out of it. And they're doing all the same things you did. So I think for me, it is, it's like a, it's a radical act of responsibility to your fellow humans to get involved in politics, to say, I, I want better for all of us. Um, and that, uh, it, it, I don't know, it sounds real social justice-y. No, you no, know? no, it's fine. <laughs> um, but I, I think, I think it's in your, I think it's in your self-interest, right? Like if, if you want to keep it like, you know, kind of apolitical in some way, right? Like it's in your self-interest to get into politics because the people around you are getting into politics. You know, I, I think there's a, there's a meme that goes around, right? It's like, um, your landlord's involved in politics, your boss is involved in politics, um, your neighbor's involved in politics. If you're not, all of those people in some way have kind of control of you. Yeah. It's so, the people who pull the strings are the most politically active. Yeah. A lot of the time. And I think, um, I think there's a lot of people who, in my opinion, need a lot of support. And I think that I want to, the reason I'm so active is, is looking back at my mom, looking back at my dad and knowing that there was nobody advocating for them. And that's why they're still where they're at. So I think for me, it's, it's, uh, it's kind of a, maybe a little bit of like revenge in some way, you know, like maybe I'll get in, get in politics and then, you know, I can avenge my parents. You know? Right. Or, you know, you can change things. Yeah. Just by knocking on people's door, uh, doors and, you know, things like that. It's, you can try and, and change things in your favor at a, at a very local level. Yeah. In a place that you interact with every single day, which isn't, you know, Washington DC or what have you, or even on the state level, this is a city level. This is a County level even. Yeah. So it could be things as small as, um, as sidewalks, right? Like sidewalks are an, are an expensive piece of infrastructure and they require a lot of planning organization. And I think, we all want sidewalks in front of our homes, right? Showing up to a showing up to a city council meeting ensures that you as a citizen understand how sidewalks are put in so you can advocate for them, but that you understand the process when you're advocating for them. Right. They're they're not free and they don't just appear one day. Yeah. You actually have to go and and the city has to get funding for totally. all of that all of that stuff. Yeah. And and it's expensive and it's it's yeah. it's expensive because it, it's, you know, it, it's, it's interesting. I, I, so I, I think I should clarify, I do workforce development as well. Like that is, that is my job. I help get people jobs and right. I help people get better jobs. And, you know, we, I think as a society, we all ask ourselves, we, we ask other folks to get good jobs and get good wages so they can be good participating citizens. Well, the folks in public works work really hard and they want good wages so when we pay for sidewalks, it costs money and it costs the wages of all of those public works people that we're asking to live a good life alongside of us as neighbors. Right. It's a good way to look at it. So, yeah. There you go. Um, anything else? I don't know. Is this all convoluted? No, this is fine. <laughs> You're fine. It's fine. <laughs> no, we do have to wrap it up though. Yeah. So I do have one thing to play you before we get out of here. Uh, Tyler couldn't be here. Garrett couldn't be here either. Oh no. Something about us recording this at 621 at night when I should be at home. I'm here. I've been here all day, Doug. Yeah. I've been I, here all day. I appreciate you waiting around for me. Good. You should. Um, this is, <laughs> this is uh, Tyler. Tyler had to run, but he wanted me to, to share this with you. So you know, just play play this from my phone. Doug, you volunteer a ton of time to go up to total strangers' doors, knock, and talk to them about voting and getting in, uh, registered to vote and talking to them about local politicians that you support. And you do that on the nights or on nights and weekends, and uh, it's really, really admirable. And I love you, and I'm glad we're friends. So Tyler wanted me to share that with you. Oh wow! Even though even though we beat you up a lot, we love you, Doug. Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm, I'm about to shed a tear. Good. We'll, we'll save that. We'll take yeah. a picture of it. We'll get some Instagram likes yeah. off of it. Oh man, Tyler, thank you. <laughs> That's so kind. No, yeah. I, and, I thought you, I thought there were gonna be butts at the end of that. No, and and I love you, man. There we go. Yeah. So yeah, um, I I don't know what else to say after that, but thank you for being the final guest on, I guess the Henry J. Uh, um, 
version of the Limited Rip podcast. <laughs> Thank you, Doug. I really do appreciate you yeah, stopping by. I'm the Stereo Wire 2.0. 3.0? I don't know. Stereo wire's dead. Oh, no. I think my on-air career has finally <laughs> come to a close. No, no. You're too good at this. Hey, uh, somebody hire me then if, yeah. I'm too good, if I'm too good. I think I think if I was to wrap up, I would say find your city council person who is accessible, right? One of the things I'll say is that Liz Vogley has been a ultra-inclusive candidate. She brings as many people to her table as possible. Um, it's it's interesting. Her politics... Her politics are... are, are her politics... They're left, you know, whatever, you know. Oh, sorry. Um, her politics are her politics, but she invites every single person to the table and she listens to every single person. And I thought... I think she's a really fascinating city council member in that in that process i've never felt i've never felt like i was invited to the table until real recently when she started inviting people to her housing roundtables um yeah i all the all the city council members are mayor they're all great fine people uh, in their own regards but she has just invited people to the table to talk about things and really help help folks understand policy and how the city works so um I encourage you to, to, again, reach out to that candidate that meets you where you're at and find out how they can, how you can get involved with them. Perfect. Thank you, Doug, so yeah. much. If you enjoy Living Everett, you can support us with a donation to our Patreon. Even a dollar a month helps us deliver stories about the good things in Everett every single week. If you want to know more, head over to patreon.com slash Everett. Thanks for listening to the Living Everett podcast while it still exists. Uh, if you enjoyed it, um, thanks. I really do appreciate it. I guess you can still leave a review if you wanted to. That'd be rad. Or um, give us five stars on the old Apple podcast. Um, or leave us a voicemail for the final episode next week, 425-341-3731. Special thanks to Doug Evans and all of Ralph Army for our theme music. Remember, good things happened in Everett because of you. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. Morbid. Goodbyes are hard for me. I always got to make a joke. <laughs> all right. Good things happen in Everett because of you. Thank you so much for listening and being a part of our wonderful city. Have a great week. Forever and ever. Amen. This is why we're ever till the grave.